Good evening and welcome to Sportletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith, the constitutional conservative, Stephen, the independent thinker, and my cousin Todd. We have a show that's full for you tonight. Former President Trump was indicted. He turned himself in in New York City, but not in handcuffs, and went back to Florida. March Madness ends. We will congratulate, congratulate the championship teams. NASCAR, Stephen discusses the boycott of frustrated team owners and how suspended NASCAR crew chief Cliff Daniels called shots for Kyle Larson at Richmond when he wasn't even on the track. Yesterday, according to thehill.com, Brandon Johnson's upset mayoral win in Chicago gave the liberals confidence in their approach to big cities after doubts mounted over the handling of policing and crime in New York. And in Wisconsin, Judge Janet Protesage used a vacancy on the state's Supreme Court to send an abortion rights message to voters who won Democrats control of the judicial body for the first time in years. At the same time, Maryland voters are to decide whether to enshrine abortion rights in their state constitution and Maryland could join California, Vermont, and Michigan, all of whom have affirmed abortion protections in their constitutions, their state constitutions. For nearly 50 years, only black men caddied the masters. One day, they all but vanished. Why? We'll talk about that. The ACLU sues Indiana over a law banning transgender care for youth and more if we can fit it in. First up, Stephen, what is going on with NASCAR? In that one, the owners are boycotting meeting and they let Cliff Daniels call the shots from the sideline. Do you have a clip on this, Stacy? Or is that is that it? No, I can I can get you. I can't get a video clip, but I can definitely get you a headline. Hold on, let me get it. Okay. So, what were you going to talk about with NASCAR? Oh, the race we had and the race coming up, and and what's going on with different drivers and owners and stuff like that. I just um I'm not real sure why owners are upset right now, except for everything is really expensive and racing is hard to keep on the keep on the TV right now. It's really hard for all of these different owners and teams to continue to, the way they're going. It's just really tough. It's really tough. That's why we have less people competing each week. Okay, okay. so here it is. Do you see it? Yeah. I didn't know there were less people competing each week, but if you see it says how suspended NASCAR crew chief Cliff Daniels called the shots for Kyle Larson at Richmond. So you're yeah side of that area it says Daniels was out of sight but not out of the team's earshot 
NASCAR knows we're here and we know they know we're here. So oftentimes, as you can see, that's Carl Richards and I guess Cliff Daniels in another race, not the one at Richmond because he's present, but the one in Richmond, he wasn't present. Um, right. Why do they allow those crew chiefs to still call the shots if they're suspended? Do you want me to show you why he was suspended? Go ahead. I'll show you why he was suspended. Because of an aerodynamic rules violation in Phoenix last month, he was among four Hendrick crew chiefs suspended from four races. Right. I'm sorry, I just got a call. Uh, no, but maybe it's some loophole that they could get away with for him not being there and maybe just doing it from a remote area, maybe in the Bahamas somewhere that he could see what's going on and let them know and give us. That's the only thing I can think of that makes it uh, doable. Because if you're, well, if you're, no, suspended, it says, well, look what it says. It says, however, there's no prohibition against suspended members being in the grandstands, infields, motor coach lots, sponsor suites, oh. or teams' hospitality suites. There's no prohibition against suspended members communicating directly with team members during an event from which they are banned. Yeah, then this is a this is just a non-story then. Then he has the he has the, all the right in writing there to to do what he wants to do. So I don't know what this story is about or the controversy is. I I don't know. It seems like it's all so, kosher. All right. So do you want to talk about who won Richmond? Well, this is ridiculous because Kyle Larson won with his crew chief. And the craziest thing is it never happens like this. He drives for Chevrolet, which they have been dominant this year. They've been crazy, crazy good. But this is a Toyota-sponsored race. And if you want to be smart – you will go with any driver that's a Toyota guy here because they have to win because Toyota sponsors it. It happens every year. We have all grown accustomed to it. This year it didn't happen like that because he had everything line up just perfectly for him to go against whatever they could do to make sure a Toyota won. So congratulations to Kyle Larson. That says a lot about him, a lot about the perseverance perseverance of his team it says a lot about everything that they're that they're doing and i'm a big fan of kyle larson and uh um, celebrate his win the only thing that's a drag is the richmond race and i have a lot of friends want to go to the race you can go to the race and have a good time just by all the people there and all the crazy stuff that goes on and all the fun stuff and all the 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 fair like circus like parade that goes on there it's crazy it's fun like that but the race used to be really really good like i used to spend a hundred dollars on a ticket i can get that same ticket for 35 dollars now because the racing is not as good because these new cars don't work well on these shorter tracks we have bristol next week but that's a whole different story that's it's going to be bizarre next week too but it's just not a great race where you, all we want is cars racing hard together racing back and forth together all through the field. And that's what it used to be here. That's why we, we drew people from California and Alaska to come to this race. We, we can't really fill up the stands anymore. Something's got to happen. If the car is going to be this way, we need to change the way the track is. we got to make the banking higher on both ends. we got to make it maybe extend it maybe a little bit. I don't know. But it's, 
it's notorious now for being a boring race. Next week is a uh, experiment they've been doing for Bristol, which is a dirt race. They take a Bristol, the track that has asphalt, and cover it with dirt about that that deep or more. Wow. None I of mean, what do they do that for? Because they want to have a dirt track race to bring in older people and to uh, show the younger people what all of this racing came from is dirt track racing. But if you want a dirt track race, we're all trying to say, let's take a real dirt track that people race on and do that. That doesn't have asphalt underneath of it because eventually all that dust and all that dirt goes up in the air and you're left with the track anyway. And it's been horrible for the last two years. And it was during the day this year. They're going to do it at nighttime, which they're claiming the dust bowl won't be as bad and everything will be more packed down and it'll be a better race. I'm excited to see it. It's Sunday night on Easter. It's and I don't know why they didn't do it Saturday before Easter, but it's Sunday night on, on Easter and it's going to be a dirt track at Bristol. And it's really bizarre. But that's the one thing about NASCAR they've been doing for the last maybe five years is trying to make it more bizarre and bring more eyes to the situation and bring more seats to the, to the stadium. And hopefully it works out. I hope I'm a big fan of NASCAR. I hope it all works out. I'm just skeptical when they take dirt and put it on a a, a track itself. It's kind of funky. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be a little funky. So uh, it's worth a watch. All right. We'll see. So thank you. And Let's say congratulations to the March Madness NCAA championship winners. Uh, that would be the Flyer. University of oh. Connecticut, um, the University of Connecticut men's Huskies, and the LSU Lady Tigers women's. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, as I did say last week, I believed that the San Diego State team was going to be in the Final Four, and they were. So I was right. I didn't know if they were going to win at all. I was hoping they would, but they didn't. They were obviously outmatched by the UConn Huskies, who once the UConn Huskies reached the Final Four in a championship match, they have never lost it. They have won all five of the matches they've been in when they are in the last match, you know, the championship game, actual game, not the final four, the actual championship game, they have not lost a game. And San Diego State was severely outmatched by height, experience, and um, just talent. Talent. Know. Yeah. I felt bad for them because they really played their heart out and they played really well, but they just didn't, they didn't have what the Yukon Huskies did. So. But at, at least a good thing about that is we didn't see the usual Duke. We didn't see usual North Carolina. We didn't see the usual Villanova teams and men's. I'm talking men's basketball. We didn't see the usual teams that always get there. We saw a different team make it. And this was the first time that San Diego State had made it to the Final Four, let alone the championship game. And I was really shocked because I think most people in San Diego are surfing. So, you know, I thought these guys were going to come out with surfboards and they really, really played <laughs> out so it was really nice to see they're really really tough they're grown men in san diego but what they have in, in yukon are professional players they're they're all i think all of them are going to the pros they're they're unbelievable and and then 
they were winning by double digits for the last five games they played, and they were favored by seven and a half in this game. So to me, it was pretty much easy money. All week long, I had UConn laying the seven and a half, and they ended up winning by 17 points. So I really didn't need to worry about it at all because they were amazing. And South Carolina is amazing. They should, they should get like – it should be 1A and 1B that they could hang the way they did against this team that is incredible. And to get South Carolina – I mean, San Diego to go as far as they did was, one, was wonderful and great for them. And maybe it's a sign of better things to come for them. Maybe, unless they lose their coach and all their players. And, well, and unfortunately, you mean South – well, you, when right. you say South Carolina, Stephen, you meant the women's or the men's? Yeah. No, I, I just slipped and said South Carolina when I meant San Diego. But oh, I got okay. South Carolina mm. on, the, on the brain. Yeah, because South Carolina was very unusual for the women to lose. That's Coach Dawn Staley's team, and usually she wins championships. And for her to lose was really, really a big shock. Yep. And I was glad to see LSU uh, beat Iowa. Uh, it was, it was a, that was a good win because LSU beat my team, Virginia Tech. And I was, so I was for LSU. And it was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And these, these, these women, a lot of these women are going to the pros and they can hang. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. And a lot of people are missing out because they don't get, the focus that the men get, but if, but if they did, I mean, they are scoring a lot of points and, you know, I've watched women's basketball 10 years ago. It was nothing to watch, but right now these women that are coming through now are amazing. All of them. It's just crazy good. So I think they're going to get a lot more attention. A lot of them are making a lot more money. Like the girl for Iowa, she's got million dollar contracts here, million dollar contract here, million dollar contract. And that's going to mean something. As, as long as they can keep it continuous the way they're doing, they're going to make money to rival the men in college and pros, I think. They, if it's a I, good I product, so. if hope, it's a good product, I really people hope so because, it. yeah, I hope so because, you know, we really need to support the women who, you know, have natural talent and they can play just like men can play. So we right. really if, it's a good, if it's a good product, we're all, we, that's all we want. Have we want product. something good to watch. Absolutely. A good mm -hmm. sport. Yep. And correct. Congratulations to the LSU Lady Tigers on a, yeah. a well-deserved good win. Um, right. Cousin Todd, Nas, did you want to say anything about that? Well, uh, I'll go first, I guess. It really, the whole team did well, but it really comes down to the pitcher. <laughs> and I think if the pitcher does well, then the rest of the team will do well. I agree. Thank you, Nas. Todd. Beat that, beat that, Nas. Well, I, I mean, the only thing really left to add on to it is uh, the NCAA should be paying the kids, uh, and they should be listed as employees, not student athletes. The fake term they came up with, not to pay them. So it's good right. that Caitlin and, and everybody else, well, the other stars, will be able to get NIL money. But you look at the rest of that team, you know, two through twelve. None of them are getting NIL money like that. They may get, you know, a discount at the local, you know, whatever the, the bar that serves the, the best food in the, in the local right. area is or, you know, whatever. But that's not actual uh, wages. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. kids should be listed as employees. They should fight to unionize. And the NCAA should not be getting away with 
holding off paying their employees by using sponsorship deals and everything else. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, once again, showing the ugly side of what collegiate sports are. Uh, Salute to the ladies, though. They got that big TV rating number. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be excited for just the revenge next year when those guys play, you know, when they play again uh, in any little primetime matchup. But, yeah, women's basketball is getting bigger and bigger. And in the new NBA uh, CBA, they just finished. NBA players are now allowed to invest in WNBA teams. So that would be a smart thing for some of these young uh, players to get involved in because, you know, everybody loves to hate on the WNBA, talk about they lose money and all of that. But it's coming. You got a full generation of young girls who grew up watching it and playing. So it's coming. And those things are going to be hugely profitable. And and we may see the player back from um, who got uh, detained in Russia. Hopefully uh, she'll come back and play in the WNBA because she is an incredible player as well. So hopefully she'll be able to play, Brittany Griner, be able to play, make money, as opposed to having to go to Russia to play to make money. Stacey, I thought she was playing. I thought she was playing when she came back. She's still not playing? No. No. Wow. But but that's that's the other ugly part of this that I forgot about. As much as I was happy and wanting LSU to win that game, it was bittersweet just because Kim Monkey is the coach of LSU. And if you remember, she was the coach at Baylor for Brittany Griner. She was the one who couldn't be bothered to say a word uh, in, Brittany, in Brittany's defense while she was detained or sign on to any of the petitions that they put out there. Like She's just a real ugly travesty of a woman, uh, even with her <laughs> ridiculous outfits and everything else. So th- that's the only sad part. Wow. Ooh. Oh. That is cold to say that about yeah, a sister. He's, he's, getting all de- he's getting all diva. I got a question. Uh, I just got one question for Nas and for uh, uh, all of you. Um, what, what, what do you think of uh, transgender, um, transgender guys uh, playing on the girls' basketball team, women's basketball team? Is that okay with you? I'm not answering silly. No, I'm not. Why is that a question? Why is because that a silly question? I will not dignify that question with an answer. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. I'm going to share my screen. Um, what were you going to say? Go ahead, um, Keith. Keith wanted to say no, something. Just, hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame that they can't. It's a pity that they can't answer that in this uh, climate, in our, in our, our culture. I mean, why can't they answer it? I can answer it. I say no. But then they can't even give an answer. So, I mean, that's ridiculous. But anyway. Yeah, should, should, should flying cars have to abide by the speed limit, Keith? You never, right now. You should flying cars have to abide by the speed limit? Good for you. I want to see what you think when it does happen. Okay, I'll leave it at that. When it happens, we'll wait till then. So, you know, Stephen sent me by text message this video. And in the video... It had a guy playing a pillow fight with girls. And he said, the video said, not Steven, the video basically said, it's all fun and games until men get into playing with girls. So the girls were hitting the one guy with the pillow. And of course he wasn't affected, but as soon as the one guy started hitting the girl with the pillow. Where are we going with this? You sound like Keith. (laughs) They all ended up knocked out on the floor all the way around. So I because think the man, he, men's stronger. Yeah. So I think he, 
Keith's point is the same as Stephen's point, which is yeah, men I guess so. Are, they're lovers. I mean, they're friends. <laughs> that men same, are same inherently thing. Same strong. Thing. Excuse me. Men are inherently stronger than women, and when they actually play with women, they are still that have that inherent strength that women don't have. It, was that your point, Keith and Stephen? Yes, ma'am. Yes, but it's not to disparage women. It's just a biological fact. But Stacy, I think you're stronger than your cousin Todd. Well, I just know how to run a football <laughs> right down the um, ice on a hockey. <laughs> now, Stacy, right. I think I think my question was very, very important. The rights obsession with this. This idea that, you know, this really, really small percentage of the population, everybody's right. trying to figure out, okay, how do you right. make space for these people? How do you treat these people like humans? Where on the other side, the right is just like, don't let them do this. Don't let them oh, do they're that. Fixated it's on just them. trying to terrify middle America right. into the concept of something that doesn't really exist. Most of these yes, people don't live in the state where they got two of them in the whole state, and they're making these arguments based on, oh, it's coming. Yes. Yeah, it's not, coming. Not if the there's world. a transgender person playing in, playing in NCAA, you're not other women. You're not living like, in. What do you think she's gonna be Shaq? Like she's gonna average thirty and think like. like <laughs> yeah. what do you know? I don't think this actually goes. The only, the only place who have any type of hesitancy in 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 saying that it's okay is uh, combat sports. Like if it's if you're talking about MMA or boxing or something, then no, I wouldn't be okay with it. But anything just athletic feats, like like I, I don't understand that. Because a man is going to beat a woman swimming 99 times out of 100. Yeah. You're not living in the real world. Guess who else is going to win 99 times out of 100? A man. Because swimming is a really small talent pool, and the ones who win typically win all of the stuff there. So, like, and let me know the last time you watched a swim meet. Or when you were you signed up for, for, for swimming monthly, like stop acting like you care about I'm, this in order to I win. Care about it. I care about it, Nas. I care about well, it, and think, I'm all I'm all Steven, about women. I'm all about Steven, women. Stephen, I think you care about whether or not you can win some money off of betting off of the sport. So if, if I would, if that, that, that was the truth, Stacy, if that was the truth, I'd bet on the man to beat the woman every time, and I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> well, I think that's what you're trying to accomplish. No, I'm right, saying so we don't need this. So women don't need women need to compete against women. Men need to compete against men to keep right. it fair and right. Right. So you might as well be like the kid on the movie with Schwarzenegger that says, "Women have vaginas and men have penises." Are we finally figuring this out after all this transgender talk and all those people that don't know what a what a woman is? Thank you, Stacy, for pointing that out to everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best show we've ever had. Stacy oh, okay. has just Nas. made sure that a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. Nas, Todd, do you have anything to say about NBA? Well, I can just tell you. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you just got the, the new CBA that's locked in. Uh, and once again, when people are talking about the NBA's declining ratings, they didn't understand the NBA is playing a different game. Man, these kids don't watch full games. They watch highlights. They watch mm -hmm. packages. They share things with each other. So the NBA is, is totally different than what it used to be. TikTok. Plus, the TV networks. Exactly. 
for the TV networks still realize their value because live sports are still the most important thing for TV because what? You can't DVR it. You can't say, I'll watch it tomorrow. You have to watch it that day. So it's still valuable to TV. So the NBA is still running. MLB just kicked off this week. They're running beautifully. And we all know what a monster the NFL is. So salute to the NBA players, man. They got a, they got a nice chunk of change out of the owners' pockets. Hopefully next time they'll get more. Uh, anyone else want to comment on that before I move on? All right. The Masters. Golf. I'm talking about golf. So I'm showing this article uh, by CNN.com. And it says that for nearly 50 years, only black men caddied the Masters. One day they all but vanished. Why is that? Nas, I think you know. Why is that? Well, I mean, it's the Masters, so I hate to even act like this is like some type of respectable organization. This is a powerful, <laughs> super wealthy organization uh, with their terrible sport that I don't watch and don't care about. And honestly, you got to understand the Masters from this standpoint. They, you know, they didn't let blacks in, didn't let women in, all that for years. And when women finally went against them and they were protesting against them and they went after their ad uh, sources, you know what the master did? They said, fine, we're running with no commercials. Like, this is serious money we're talking about right here. Like, they don't care. They've got money enough to be racist, sexist, or whatever it is and get away with it. Uh, but as far as caddying or whatever, man, those brothers needed that money back in the day, so they did it. And, you know, through a lot of loss of dignity. But hell, man, you had to eat back then so i got no 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 complaint against those brothers doing what they had to do but okay the the hell so it says here uh cousin todd or let me go to keith let me go to keith first it says here keith that the kings of the hills the stories of the original group of augusta caddies almost always began in the same place sand hills located three miles from the master's venue the historically black district lay adjacent to augusta country club Local kids between 10 and 12 years old could earn a wage carrying the bag for the members. 90% of Augusta National's original caddy corps grew up in Sandhill neighborhood, according to Leon Mabin, vice president of the board of directors at Augusta's Lucy Craft Laney Museum of Black History. Eventually, many would hop across Race Creek to begin work at Augusta National, or, or as Ward Clayton, author, of men on the bag, the caddies of Augusta National terms it, they graduated. They were just looking for a buck, says Clayton, yep. and also says our own Nas. They were looking for a way to make money. So they made money carrying these bags. So Keith, why after that period of time passed, do you think majority of them left? I caddies. don't know. Well, uh, the question, uh, you know, this begs the question to me, did um, Tiger, who carried Tiger Woods bags? Okay, black man. Was it a black man? Was it a white man? Uh, was it a young man? I mean, I think it was a good thing to have uh, them carrying bags if they got paid for it and they were actually getting, uh, considering it as a job, sort of an entry level, a way to make extra money. I don't have a problem with it. Not me. But uh, I'm, not in, I'm not a golfer. I'm not into golf. And uh, again, I asked the question, 
when Tiger Woods was at his his top prime level, who carried his bags? Were they white or black? A, a professional I don't know. White. He had a professional caddy who he later fell out with, uh, who went on to caddy for other people. But the caddies you see now, this is not like you go to a club and some some guy just becomes a caddy. Like no, this is a this is a profession now. So, and, right, and, so, are pretty and what's good. so interesting, Cousin Todd or Stephen, let's start with Stephen, then I'll finish with Cousin Todd. What's so interesting, Stephen, is these caddies didn't have maps. They didn't have, they weren't schooled, like Nas said. They weren't professional caddies that kind of understood and learned the fairways of the courses all over the world. They learned it as they went. They had a map in their head. And they were able to negotiate and navigate those courses with the golfers very successfully. So the question would be, why would they leave? I don't know why they left. Maybe somebody got upset because it was they would just see black people carrying white people's bags and it made them upset. But I'm sure there was plenty of white people that would have loved to bend the caddies, but they had exclusively like uh, affirmative action only had black people carrying the bags and they made good money. I'm sure they made good money. They were professionals. I'm sure they made good money because Augusta has a lot of money. And I'm sure a lot of people of any race would have liked to have been a caddy for these guys way back when. So, to, and then why they disappeared was because some stupid people, the way they do now said, Oh, this looks bad. It's just black people. Let's take these black people off of different food labels Let's take black people out of this because this is makes black people look bad. But these people are making money. It's just silly. That's probably what happened. Wait a minute, minute. Stacy. He just came up with a concept in his head and said, "Well, that's probably what happened." What? Well, yeah. you know. What the, the, How is it any less plausible than anything you've said, Nas? <laughs> How? I mean, you're the golf aficionado. You should know all this. I mean, you you never watched golf in your life. You wouldn't give golf a second of your life. So you must be the expert here. Not, you know, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying, I have my opinion, you have yours. I'm saying a job is a job. And if only black people were caddies, those black people are making good money. Whether or not they're like, well, these black people are going to do this for us. But we're, we're going to pay them. It wasn't slavery times when they did it. They paid them to do it. And I'm sure a lot of white people or Hispanic okay. people or already, Cuban people would have loved that. to have the job. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah, so nobody insisted that. Uh, the point is, when this wasn't a very high-paying profession where mm -hmm. the locals could go, walk on and just be there, it was that. But then when it became this prestigious thing and, and Augusta became this very important thing and, and it started paying more, well, guess what? Guess who you see less of? Like, I don't even know why this is But for those that don't know, shout out to the rest in peace to the great jo Dr. John Henry Clark. Uh, Dr. Clark actually caddied for Eisenhower down there a couple of times. And that was a story he told in his autobiography. So, you know, it's interesting. Cousin Todd. Okay. Uh, this craziness that Stephen comes up with is the kind of thing you get off the dark web where you say, oh, I know what happened. They were paying a lot of money, and so they put hired only the blacks because they were in love with them. And so they paid them a lot of money to do it, and I'm sure white people didn't like it. And you know what? And blacks got over. He's so crazy until it... I, to Anyway, 
they hired black people because black people were the only ones willing to do the job. No different than um, how you hire these Mexicans for these uh, field kind of jobs where they're picking fruit off of trees and that kind of a thing. So they hired blacks, paid them hardly nothing. Anything. And there you were. And so uh, all of that nonsense you just said was just. But do you know yes, they didn't yes. pay? You know they paid them yes, a, a little bit of money. Yes, You know that. Yes. Where, where, yes, are, your, where, where are your figures, ma'am? It's on the dark <laughs> web. Where are your? You know, you're just talking, you're just pulling it out your butt, man. Come on. So anyway, uh, oh, but you weren't. No, you weren't when they said, "Oh, he been they paid a oh, lot of money." Admit now, you put, they weren't making any money. Come on, they weren't. This is why yeah, you don't know. You just said you were pulling those figures out of your butt. They were. You just said you were pulling it out your butt. One and one equals two. They're Thank you, Todd. That's the most. Area. That's the most accurate and thing so you've they ever hired said. These poor people. So what are they paying them a million dollars a week, Stephen? Yes, a million dollars a week so in today's anyway, money, not they, in yesterday's money, but today's money. But they yeah, were willing to do the job, and they did it. So and nobody else wanted to be a caddy. Are making a lot of money, they no longer need you, darkies. They stick with whites. And to that's answer a, your boyfriend's question, that's a beautiful. Tiger Woods caddy was white. <laughs> of course. Let me ask you this: Will Tiger <laughs> Woods? Will Tiger Woods make the cut? All Todd. Of his mistresses. Todd, will Tiger Woods make the cut at the Masters? Ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> don't ask me anything silly. <laughs> what, Stacey, what, I don't know why we have to be ma'ams. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on before you do the gambling. Ma'am, Nas, ma'am. Let's, let's let's put this in perspective. Did they make a lot of money? No. Did they make nice money compared to other black folks in Augusta in that day? Yes. That's that's what we're talking about. So it was a good it was a good enough wage for you to go out there and do it, but you weren't being paid like a tremendous amount of money or anything like that. So what what were your options in Augusta, Georgia? So, so, so what are they now? What are they now in Augusta? Not a lot. So I wanna Augusta, Georgia. I want to I want to move on to the elephant in the room. Former President Trump flew from Florida in his private jet. He looked like he was still president of the United States, although he didn't get first. He did not get to go first among all the other planes. He had to wait in line for his plane to and take I'm off and go. And, and then he looked he like went president. To New York what does that mean? He looked like the president. Because, yeah. well, he looked like. Let me finish. He looked like the president because you saw a motorcade. Usually when a president is going from one point A to point B, there's a motorcade. And in New York, there was a motorcade for him. And that's what I mean by he looked like the president. Same thing when the motorcade pulled up to his plane in Florida. It looked like a motorcade. It didn't look like someone who got out of the car, walked into the terminal, walked to the plane and boarded the plane. It didn't look like that. It didn't look normal. It looked special. He went home to his ceilings full of 14 karat gold, spent the night, and then walked on in for an arraignment where he was not handcuffed. He was not uh, uh, mishandled. He wasn't treated anything but nicely. Uh, And then he went into the court. He sat down and they read the charges. The judge, I mean, the judge came in. He didn't stand up for the judge. And I don't understand how 
someone who is supposedly not above the law does not stand up when a judge you, enters his courtroom. You sound the uh, lawyers, excuse me, I didn't interrupt you, Keith. The lawyers stood up for the judge, but former President Trump did not. Each time the judge entered and left his courtroom. So that so to me seemed to be a little bit of uh, he is above the law. He's not special. He, he left. He got in his motorcade and drove straight to the airport and got on his plane and flew back to Florida. I'll but Stacey, what did the, but Stacey, what did the judge say? I'll start with Cousin did, Todd and how you think or what you think is going to happen. I have questions, specific questions, but I'll start with Cousin Todd because I can't ask him a specific questions. Uh, He's yeah, not going to answer. Yeah, I'll answer that uh, question about him not standing. It was the typical sign of disrespect, um, which is typical Trump. And um, uh, But he's too dumb to know the judge gets the last word. <laughs> and so when he... Got there. I understand what you mean by looking presidential, but there were a lot of cops because um, who he is. And they wanted to make sure he got to the courthouse safe. Um, now, why all these charges? And Stephen talked about this years ago and said how he should be in jail. This is Stephen talking. He should, Trump should be in jail if his lawyer went to jail for paying, this is Stephen's words, if his lawyer went to jail for paying a porn star, why can't he go to jail? But you know what? Um, rich people don't get the same treatment we got. This is Keith, this is Stephen. And so we talked about that and we agreed that when you have money, this is just what happens. And I said, Stephen, are you okay with that? No, but what can we do about it? He said. So now I'll ask Stephen, do you still feel the same way or should Trump get off and have his lawyer go to jail? Do you still feel the same way? He paid a porn star, according to you, and his lawyer went to jail? He should go to jail. That's what his lawyer said. didn't go to jail. What lawyer he went did. to jail, Todd? Okay, never mind. What lawyer? What lawyer Cohen, went to jail? Cohen. Cohen, Cohen uh, went to jail. Uh, uh, see, when you got to start from kindergarten. No, what me. lawyer went to jail? Cohen? Cohen? Cohen. I'm asking him a question. What lawyer went to jail? I'm Cohen? Telling you. Cohen. The one who lied. The one who lied repeatedly went to jail. Did I ever say Trump should go to jail because yes. Cohen went to jail? I did you, not. You said. He paid Trump's porn show, but he didn't and, break any laws, Todd. Okay, I'm Trump didn't on. break any law. I'm, I'm moving on. The, the lawyer went to jail because the lawyer broke a law. Donald Trump broke no laws. Okay, I'm, I want to finish what I'm saying now. I don't need to right. come back. No, so, no, no. Anyway, Just keep the absurdity going. I like it. Absurd. It's called absurdity now. But a few Always years ago, been. it was not absurd. Stephen's words were, he paid for Trump. He didn't have sex with the porn star. Trump did. So why should he go to jail? Stephen's words. Jimmy. He paid. Uh, that's been proven. That's why he went to jail. And the only reason he lied. No, show me where I said The only reason it. he lied was because Trump wanted him to. 
Trump did not want him to say, oh, yeah, I had to pay $130,000 for my ball. This is not yeah. something to indict somebody on, Todd. The you don't understand. The difference right. between uh, Donald Trump and, say, a Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton um, was with Monica Lewinsky, but he never paid Monica Lewinsky out of campaign finance money. He didn't pay her out of campaign finance money, Todd. It's funny. The judge says he did. The judge says he did not. Nobody said he did. That's a lie. No, that's not a lie. This is why you're lying or you're ignorant. Either way, you're not useful tonight. This is why he's in court now. It is not. He's in court because the guy is stupid. The guy in New York that wants him in court is stupid. What's his name? Alfred or Alvin or no? He doesn't want. Yeah. So okay. So excuse me. So excuse me. Excuse me. Let me ask Keith. Keith, um, a few weeks ago, Alvin. Former President Trump said that he would be arrested on Tuesday, remember? And he asked people to get out there and to protest and do things to fight against him being arraigned on a Tuesday. So my question was, if if that was true, he he was arraigned on a Tuesday. It just wasn't the Tuesday he predicted. Mm -hmm. Is he making all the decisions in this process? And is this totally a a, a setup by Trump? No, of course not. Uh, Trump. And by the way, Trump did not respect that court because that because this is all bogus. No, he He did not uh, disrespect. He did not break the law. Uh, In fact, the judge, not that judge, but a judge awarded uh, $120,000 or $121,000 that Stormy has to pay for his his uh, attorney fees, you know, the fees that he had to pay. So basically that was an award from the courts to uh, Donald Trump. So why is that? You know, why would a judge do that if Trump is I actually guilty of anything? Are you saying Donald See, Trump so, did not sleep with Stormy that, Daniels? No, no, he's not saying that. Stacy, hey Stacy, ask me that you should ask me this question because uh, I think no, it's no. I think it's really wait. funky. Stacy, wait, wait a minute. I think it's wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Stephen. Stephen, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know, but Stacy, you should ask me this question. Just stop, please. All right. Okay. Todd, you have to stop. You can't keep going on. I'm telling Keith was not finished. Keith was finished, right, Keith? I asked him. Did Trump sleep with Stormy Daniels? He said no. Right? That's done. He, he said, said no. That's finished. He said That's he didn't he sleep said. with him. So he did now. sleep. He no. did sleep now, with her. That's he, not the question. Stephen. Stephen. Yeah. No. Question you is. Um. Why didn't Trump get a mugshot? And how can Trump decide not to get a mugshot and everybody else? who is arraigned and indicted has to get a mugshot. Because everybody in the entire world knows what the Pope looks like and they know what Donald Trump looks like. No need to get a mugshot. Now, you should have asked me that question about that you asked uh, 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 Keith, because this is weird, Stacy. I'll tell you, I don't have any biases. I'm an independent thinker. Something is weird about this, that it is such a, it is such, it is such a weak, case that this AG has brought from from uh, New York. It is such a weak case that something is funky here, that Donald Trump knew that it was going to be on a Tuesday, but he didn't know what Tuesday. 
that to me makes me believe that he has something to do with this because some none of this makes sense. Remember, I was Todd. Remember, I was a never Trumper. Something's not right with what's going on because they have nothing on Trump. They're just, but what it does is this elevate. Wait a minute, this elevates Trump. This Trump has gained more popularity through the liberals and the regular anybody and the Republicans. He's gained more popularity because of this stuff that's so obviously fake that it helps Trump so much that it can't help but get my spotter senses up that something's funky, that Trump may be a multi-billionaire that's involved with these people. I don't know at this point. Something is really weird okay, that he knew it was going to be right. on a Tuesday, maybe thank not you. that Tuesday, but they don't have anything okay. on Trump. They can't get him on anything. Okay, thank you, Nas. Got to get Nas in. Yeah, so a, a 34 count indictment means they do have something on them. Matter of fact, nope. Just the charges, a lot of charges. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, the idea that you run so many conspiracy theories in your head that you tie your conspiracy theories together and say he's in on it lets me know I shouldn't listen to anything you have to say about the topic. Now, as, as you guys kind of laid out, which I think is the most telling part of all this is, you clearly see there's a two-tier justice justice system. One for regular folks and one for the wealthy. So in the one for the wealthy and the powerful, uh, you don't do mug shots. You don't do the fingerprints. You don't do the perp walk. You don't do anything that's not agreed to in a manner that would make you and the other side happy. So to, to me, that was the most obvious thing we got to see with this. And, and Stacey's right as far as uh, him getting off the plane and you know having the 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 the, the service as far as the, the the secret service and everybody else out there and the, and the line of trucks out there, like yeah, man, this is supposed to be a criminal case. You're supposed to be treated as a normal American citizen. I understand we've never been here before. We're in uncharted waters right now. George Washington didn't have to go show up in New York for an indictment. Like We've never done this before. This is a strange period. So I, I don't know how that's going to play out. But again, we're still stuck in the same uh, kind of – we're still stuck in the same loop where basically the super Trump supporters all feel like this is a rallying cry and they feel vindicated and they're yelling and the people who don't like him are happy as hell, love to see it, got to laugh, all kind of jokes and memes last night. So I, I don't even know why people are saying he's been resurrected or anything like that. The numbers are still what they are. His unfavorables are way more than his favorables. So Bull crap. Election, and that's how he's going to lose the next one. I mean, if he, if he he's got better to... numbers than anybody, Donald Trump has better numbers than anybody. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you, still, you still don't get it. When you yeah. have super supporters who love you, and those are the only people who show up to vote for you, and a lot of people who don't like you, don't like you enough to where they'll get an unprecedented amount of votes to Joe Biden, who probably makes the mistakes of thinking that those votes were for him and not in opposition to Trump. You're still missing the plot. So you guys can get excited and wave your flags and run him again. And guess what? He's going to lose. Way too Every late. poll has and Trump no. way ahead. Every poll has Trump way ahead. Okay. No, okay. He's ahead. No Whatever. Polls for the Republican Party. No, it's not. That's not oh, true. Right. Uh, okay. So, all right. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So let me move yeah, on. Um, we're running out of time. I want Before to move we on. move on, I just wanted to talk about the middle people, the people who are not for Donald Trump, but also 
not for Joe Biden. What do they think? They think the way Stephen used to think. Fair is fair. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean the law should bend for you. That's what Stephen used to say. And so now that the law is not bending for Trump, if you sleep just like uh, I was saying before, if you sleep with somebody, and that's not the first person he slept with, he also slept with other people. So what? Them. So what? Everybody oh. sleeps with people and they pay okay. them to shut up. Oh, so now that's okay? Everybody does it, Todd. Wait, can, a Congress, Congress has money set up to pay off people to shut right. them up. Did you know that? Everybody, right. Todd, this is life. You don't have nothing on Trump right now. You're ridiculous. So it, you know, it's interesting. So what? It's interesting. And 34 that counts the, of nothing, Nas. You're, you, you believe DA, in unicorns. Excuse me. It's interesting <laughs> that the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, first said that he was not going to bring charges against former President Trump. And then he brings 34 counts. What nothing. changed? He has nothing. It's BS, Stacey. Well, Stacey, um, I was well, looking at a, a video the other night with Malcolm X. Malcolm X was very uh, clear. Well, he said, when he described Malcolm X, no, let him let him talk. Let Keith talk. Let, let Keith talk. Is that uh, fat Malcolm X? Talk about him. Talk about him. Stacy, right, go, go ahead, Keith. All right, Malcolm X uh, described the difference between a house Negro and a field Negro. Alan or Alvin, Alvin Bragg is a house Negro. <laughs> he has to please the oh, he has wait, to wait, please wait. the man. This has got to be a violation of the Jewish He actually he actually is calling someone a house Negro. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to prove it because he Listen. actually campaigned on the idea that no, I'm going to get Trump. Where, where's it going? If you Come vote on, for me, I will this, get Trump. This, this, now, I'll be yep. doing a Uncle Ruckus. You're trying to get in. The, <laughs> so there what he's saying, what he's saying is the only, reason, the only reason he, he is in office is to wow. get Trump. He's That's in office right. to get Trump. That's what he ran on. I'm going to run on, I'm going to get Trump. That's what Alvin's doing. He's a okay, house. Okay, all right. So Alvin didn't run on that because Alvin Bragg from Manhattan DA said he was not going to file charges against President Trump in the beginning. So go ahead, Nas. No, he did run on getting Trump. He did run on that. He did run on getting Trump. Yep. He did. Keep repeating the same erroneous stuff. She just corrected you. It's the truth. Hey, erroneous. You 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 meant to say truth, but you said erroneous. He he didn't run on that, but go ahead. He did, but he did. As as Stacy said, because he didn't run on that. But he he did. Acted like like he wasn't going to. Why? Because he knew the knives would come out and the money would be injected from super PACs against him if he did make that declaration. So, I mean, yeah, it's shady to do that. In New York? It's just smart politics, like in New York. But then you know, then my question in New York. Wait a minute, Stephen. Stephen. Then my question becomes: Why would former President Trump go after and his family verbally go after the judge's daughter, 
talking about her job and go after the DA's wife, saying the DA's wife hated Trump. You know, no one goes after Trump's wife or children um, for what Trump has done. They leave it well, separate. That's the only hand he has to play, Stacey. Like, he runs on grievance politics and anger and the so-called people left behind. So no, he's got people, he's got people that are going after him for nothing but for political reasons. They're going after him for political reasons. So he's so he fighting has, back. Yeah, so he has These people have nothing on him, Nas. They have nothing on Trump. We heard you say that 10 times, man. Let me just finish. So but it's true. There's people on your side, Nas, that agree with me. You don't know who's on my side, sucker. Shut up. So you can play that on gullible people like Stephen Keith, and they'll eat it up. They were selling T-shirts the night of. Immediately, they started they started grifting this. So I don't know why anybody's surprised. Uh, this is probably his only move, to be honest. Uh, you, you attack him, he has to attack you two times harder. That's been so, his political ideology. Yeah, so, so Cousin Todd... When before you just left and came back, Keith was talking about house Negroes and field Negroes. Right, I I, I know I I, I fell out of my chair when he said that because there is no better house Negro than Keith. Now let me say this: um, is, it, is Keith a house Negro or a field Negro? Well, his coloring would make him a field Negro. But his attitude and the way he wants to get into white heaven would make him a house Negro. Oh, so he you want to call him what Aguna calls him, Uncle Ruckus. And let me say this about uh, Stephen. Hey, because Todd, am I house or am I field? Todd, am I house or field? I need to know. <laughs> Before Stephen... The unwashed roof they tell things every day. I, what, what am I, Todd? Todd, Steven, is, Todd is the operator. Steven Todd said, Todd knows everything. Todd, what am God. I, the house or the field? Please tell me. I need to know. I, Steven, I need to know. I mean, I'm OCD. Stephen used to say Trump was dirty because he went after Ted Cruz's wife and father. And yeah, father. he was. It was terrible so the way he did that. that. I, point, I agree. That, I, yes. At that point, he was a rotten person. Now that he's going, he's not a great person. Black judge. I mean, this black prosecutor and his family. Oh well, that's what he got. That's where he gets. This is amazing. But, yeah, but Donald Trump didn't go himself. after his family. Donald Trump didn't go after this man. So this man went after Donald Trump, so he can pretty much say what he wants if it's true. It's, it's not slander. Law. It's not liable it if it's true. Law. If he's speaking the truth about this, these people, if he's speaking the truth, he can say whatever he wants. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on. We're all, we're running out of time. Um, Stephen is so crazy. It's it's hard to it's hard to even listen to him. He goes. So, he just flip flops. Hey, Stacy. There's no flip-flop, except have, on my feet. I have, uh, I looked it up. It says that in 2018, Bragg promised in his campaign, promised to pursue Trump vigorously, more so than the other candidate. There it is. Listen, there you go. He's going to pursue him. He was going yep. after him. Of course he yep. was, Stacey. That is okay. common knowledge. Okay, guess what? That didn't say anything about his wife or the judge's daughter. The and judge's daughter is an a-hole. His wife may be an a-hole. Maybe that's the 
you got to let me finish talking. I'm, I'm about sick of this. And maybe Ted Cruz's wife is ugly. So is that my at? point is, my point is, uh, District Attorney from Manhattan, Bragg, did not say anything about Trump's family members. He didn't bring them up. The judge didn't say anything about Trump's family members. He didn't bring it up. It's not about his family members. It's about the person. And so for the and president the to bring up the, the judge's family and the district attorney's family, I think is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, but, but, but Stacey, you got to overstate this because remember what happened to Ruby in Georgia. This is not like some accidental thing where he just wants to barbershop insult somebody. This is actually a rallying of a lot of his fascist base who was sending death threats to him where she had to move a couple of times and actually and her daughter. somebody kicking her door in and doing her physical mm -hmm. harm. And mm -hmm. by doing this and setting off this mob of morons that we know uh, pledge allegiance to him, he's actually putting those people's lives in danger, which is why he was warned by the judge and not to do it. Okay. The people on the right, the people on the right are not people you have to worry about. They don't go around and try to hurt people. Well, I just Why gave you the an example of them doing that. No, where? Like, no, you're you didn't. Like you lie so easily that you know it doesn't even matter. You just it's like water. So okay, I'm gonna move on to I'm not on the left. I'm not on the left. I don't have to lie. Door and the I don't have to lie. I told her to move. Your life is in danger. Okay, I, I got to move on to that? when Democratic they when the man shot up the entire Republican field on the baseball field. Was was what did, did Ruby do that? Who's Ruby? Okay, Miss Ruby. Exactly. Okay, so I, I want to move on to Brandon Johnson, who had a political uh, upset. He was. Uh, okay, because what city? Chicago, Chicago. Thank you. Because Chicago is a Democratic city, most of the times they don't have a serious uh, uh, challenger on a different political side. So, for instance, Philadelphia. Philadelphia doesn't have a Republican candidate for a mayor who will get enough votes to win. So, whoever wins the primary among the Democratic candidates usually wins the election and the same thing happens in Chicago. So during the primary in Chicago for mayor, Brian Johnson had an upset. Okay. Um, anybody know? Uh, Nas, I know you know about it. Yeah, Do you want to? Yes, Brandon, Brandon Johnson. I'm sorry, Brandon and, Johnson. Yeah, so so basically the what you would call the, the traditional system in uh, in Chicago uh, where the typical powers that be run things as far as the democratic machine there. Uh, it's a liberal center-right type of formation. Brandon Johnson comes from a left progressive formation uh, where he organized union workers. Uh, Teachers Union was really big on this. They really got out there, grassroots fought and for every nickel and dime they had and were actually able to beat an establishment candidate and win. And this goes to show all of these people who were so walking away from defunding the police and all these things that, you know, polled really well amongst the left, all of a sudden people found out, oh, you actually can win by not appealing to the Senate or not making the case about 
always yelling about crime and giving the police more money and everything else. This was a progressive movement about workers getting higher wages, about the city actually being for the people who live in the city, not the transplants or the people on the outside of Chicago suburbs. So this was a real transformational uh, candidacy. I still can't believe he won, but they pulled it off. And it shows that people power actually works, man. You get people excited about things that actually affects their lives. Things Stacey is always trying to bring us back to when we're talking about politics. But what does the person at the kitchen table think about this? Well, that's where he took his politics on this, and he was able to win. So the DNC, I'm sure, is pissed off. (laughs) Their candidate they wanted to win did not. Uh, police officers have threatened to quit and move out of Chicago if Brandon Johnson wins. Well, he won. So, goodbye. So Goodbye. You, More people will die. Excuse me. If you look at the article, and then you can comment, Stephen. If you look at this article, uh, and it was written by Fox, and you see this uh, Fox Chicago. I'm trying to pull it up here so you can see. Breakdown of Chicago Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson's proposed taxes. Uh, What I am concerned about is his proposed taxes. One big challenge, this article says, that was written by, it doesn't say who was written by, Fox 32 News, published today at 4.31 p.m. One big challenge facing Chicago Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson is how to pay for new public spending he promised. He proposed $800 million in new taxes. So he said, including a new real estate transfer tax, a new tax on aviation fuel at the airports uh, needs state or federal approval and can't be done by City Hall alone. So if you're going to tax aviation fuel at the airports, what does that mean for somebody who wants to go away for the summer with their kids? Their air flight, their flight is going to go up. Um, Real estate transfer tax, if someone's buying a home, because of the situation we're in right now, it's hard to get a mortgage if you're going to buy a house. The transfer for the real estate uh, taxes is going to go up, which is going to add more costs and make it more prohibitive for first-time owners to buy homes. Um, so I don't necessarily know if these are good incentives that will really address or help those people that Nas was talking about. Uh, what do you yeah, think, so, Stephen? So, so oh. Stacey, at, at a certain point when you say, okay, well, how are we going to pay for stuff? And then someone says, okay, this is how we pay for it. Then we can't say, well, we can't do that because that would upset this. No, this is how it's done. I'm in Atlanta. When they pay for the new Falcon Stadium, they use the hotel tax and an airfare tax in the same manner uh, to pay for that Falcon Stadium we have here. Now, and they wasted their money because them dirty birds of the South ain't win nothing since. <laughs> I get that, but they wanted the stadium... They figured out a way to get it through revenue, and they were able to get it. And this this is going to be a similar thing. And when you say real estate, what, what happens with this? Well, if you're the broker, you're going to figure out a way to where you take on a huge chunk of that, and that becomes a selling point for you, which means the bigger brokerage houses are going to win and get a lot of things sold. So that's an unfair advantage. But as far as airport and everything else, yeah, they got to pay their, their fair share. But that so that fair share is always passed. No, 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 that fair share. No, 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 no. That fair share is always passed down to the little man who has to pay it, and it then takes more take money away from their household. Okay, so quick correction on that. No, it's not. Usually, what happens is 
the wealthy and corporations evade paying their fair share, and then you can say it's passed on at that point. But mm-hmm. if you hold them accountable and actually get them to pay their fair share, then the money is there. Now, the board of mercantilism is similar. Wait, to wait, wait. How the are they paying thing? their fair share when I'm paying more because they're passing it on to me? Yeah, that's what I'm going to explain. So the board of mercantilism is, is in Chicago. It's similar to the New York Stock Exchange, right. which is why you know, the, the airport O'Hare is such an important thing. So that travel is never going to stop. It's just you saying, okay, we want a piece of that, and we're going to use that for our city. This is going to be the fare that has to be paid. So that's going to help out a lot because you're actually going to have the money. The issue has always the issue has never been where is the money. The issue has always been getting people to pay their fair share. And by people, I mean huge corporations and the wealthy. Well, I'm sorry, Nas, and I think you are – just a little bit off on that. Not incorrect, but just a little no, off. Go, wait, 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 wait. Let's, wait. let's, let's, let's suss it out. Let's wait. Suss it out. Okay. If you look at this article, it says, also on Johnson's list of proposed tax increases is to make Chicago's hotel motel tax the highest in America. Before the pandemic, the local hospitality and tourism industry was the city's number one private employer with many minorities among the workforce. Millions of pre-pandemic tourists have not returned. Thousands of pre-pandemic jobs have not returned. So his tax increase on no, hotels may no wait may find a fight in city council issue. in Chicago. All right, let's do this issue by issue. Now you just brought up hospitality. Right. Why are they going after hospitality? Because it's a big part of their city. But they haven't come back. It hasn't Again. come back. Just, Stacy, just relax. I promise you, I'm not trying to swindle you. <laughs> like, let's just talk. So, I just told you in Atlanta, they did the same thing. Why? Because Atlanta was seen as a tourist destination. Now, has tourism dipped in Atlanta? Yes, because it's dipped everywhere. So, sometimes we have to be careful with where we get our sources, where we get information from, because you'll read an article that is telling you what their position is. So, when someone says... And the tourism hasn't come back yet. Yeah, it hasn't come back everywhere. So everybody is just seeing a drop as far as tourism. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get a piece of it if you designated that as what? Money that should go to the city. Like I said, we're doing that down here now. Same thing in Atlanta. Nothing changed. People still rent rooms. People still do what they're doing. Okay, Stephen, I promise you a chance to comment. Yeah, it's really a shame that we couldn't have somebody who was had the police behind them and want to get things better in Chicago, which everybody I would think on the show except Nas would want the the police situation to get better and have the police on your side and the mayor and the police working together like Batman and the commissioner or something. Something needs to work. But to think that it's worse now that Beetlejuice is gone, one of the worst people to ever run Chicago is gone and replaced by Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger or somebody. This is the worst person that could have replaced them. They're so, so far left. They're, they're, they hurt the, the, the Democrat Party. They hurt people who are mm-hmm. decent people who are Democrats. Okay, Stacey, now person, him what, off if, what about because what if, why they, this person is more? Like this person is. Wait a minute, Todd. Him. Todd, I don't remember Stacey calling wait. on you, Stacey. Stacey, did you call on Todd? But this hurts. This hurts the police. This hurts crime. Crime's going to go up. More people are going to get hurt. More people are going to be disgusted. But you know what? That's Chicago. Whether or not this was a real election or not, I kind of doubt it. 
because it's Chicago and Chicago is the butthole of the United States when it comes to voting. These are the most corrupt voting situations you can have. So now they put the person in charge that is the worst person they could have ever put in charge of Chicago. And it's going to get a lot worse and crime's going to get a lot worse, at least under Beetlejuice. Things were getting a little bit more leveled out, getting a little better than the the, the apocalypse as, as what it was. Yeah, but this year is going to be the apocalypse time twenty, and okay, it's not what you. the people deserve okay. in Chicago. Uh, people you. in Chicago do not deserve this. Let's, let's, let's make sure we're, we're we're responsible and correct things that are said. So, Lori Lightfoot, the establishment candidate, who actually um, got the police higher raises than they've ever gotten. The police budget was as biggest that it's ever been in Chicago history, and that didn't solve the problems that Stephen is now telling us can only be solved by giving them more money. Chicago I didn't say I didn't say anything about money, Nas. I never mentioned money. You don't know. You don't know. Be quiet. Last year, Chicago, one hundred twenty-one million dollars in police uh, police brutality settlements. This is the police force we're talking about. Holman Square in Chicago, where they had a ghost site where police would disappear people routinely, meaning you weren't charged, you weren't arrested. You just went to this site and they forced confessions out of people at gunpoint. This happened in Chicago in the area that I'm talking about. So when people are so sick of that and so sick of the treatment in that area and they decide they want different things, you from the outside, who knows nothing about this city except you see shootings. You like, live I mean, there. I mean, I guess, but I don't think your commentary means anything because you don't do you, know. Do you live there, Nas? I thought you lived in Atlanta. That's where I live now, but where was I born? Well, I know. Ah, ah. I'm not so even sure if you, you were look born. This article, it says outgoing mayor Lori Lightfoot had some words of advice for Johnson. She said, stay humble and be grateful. I'm going to well, move. I'm, I, I'm sure somebody really wanted the advice from that terrible person. I'm, um, let me say this to Stacy because she allowed Stephen to continually berate this woman and said nothing. Now, that's wait a not, minute. I can't control. You. Okay, that's, excuse me. But that's I can't not you. Usually, you jump in immediately and says, "No, you will not." I can't control you saying the things you say about uh, uh, Stephen and. <laughs> what are you what talking, are you talking about? about? You're we're talking you about said him. He hates his and mother. I yeah. couldn't stop you from saying that. No, you could not. Keith, Keith loves his mother. Afraid. By the way, Todd, you ought to be ashamed yeah. of yourself. Cousin Todd, you see, I didn't jump on Stephen on the Lord like for things. It's really hard. Like for Right, but Stacy is pro woman. She's pro black. She does not uh, like when any man would hit a woman. Stacy has a fit. That's right. And, You're but, right about that. Or mistreatment of women. Now, Stephen called this woman a name. I remember we had a caller who was talking about I Serena didn't Williams hit her. and said Serena Williams was a man and you went off on him. And so this clown is now calling uh, this woman out of her name. And you said I didn't, I'm not the first one to call her Beetlejuice, but don't say it two more times. <laughs> do, you say, do you see this? How dare this clown 
talk about this black woman like that. Well, I don't care what Todd, color she is. It's accurate. It doesn't matter. It's accurate. Todd, I have to pick my battles. Right. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> and of course, the cool lover is laughing. <laughs> it's not that. that don't get so upset, Todd. There's nothing hey, personal against Nas? a black woman. Did you all hear Nas? Say that again, Nas. Not a, I mean, there's so much coming from that little right side of the conversation within this panel. Like, you got to correct stuff all the time in real time. It's really hard, man. Because it's like, damn, okay, he lied, 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 got that wrong, got that wrong, got that wrong. Like, it's hard to, you know, correct all of that. Thank you, Nas. Time. Yeah, nobody's, nobody on my side is lying. Nobody over here is lying. And Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice was not black. That's right. Anyway, Todd. All right, I gotta move on. He gets one joke in, and now he's gotta ride that joke to the end. You know it's funny. You're so still laughing. Also, hey, look. Hey, Keith. We're still laughing. So also in Wisconsin, Judge Janet Protestes, Protestes, Protestwidge. I think I'm, I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong. You just say communist. Just say communist. On the state Supreme Court to send an abortion rights message to voters who won Democrats' control of the judicial body for the first time in years. Um, and at the same yeah. time, Maryland voters decide whether to enshrine abortion rights in their state constitution. And then we have a politician in North Carolina switching parties from Democrat to Republican. A lot of changes going on throughout the country. Um, as people, can I, can I think. Speak to that Wisconsin piece? Yeah, before, just a second. Go, go ahead, Stacey. As people, I think, are making changes based on the way they see America, what direction America is moving in. And you see them responding with their votes. You see it in Chicago. You see it in Wisconsin. You see it in Maryland. You see it in North Carolina. As people try to, you know, divvy and they try to position themselves to change the outcome of others' lives. Go ahead, Nas. Yeah, the thing I want to add about Wisconsin is you got to remember, Wisconsin has been a battleground state for about a decade. This goes back to Scott Walker as the governor there, mm -hmm. where they basically <laughs> used the state constitution to center Republican leadership in a way to where they could win elections even though uh, they didn't have the most votes. So there was the gerrymandering part, and then there was the part of setting up the state Supreme Court in a way that even if you lost the election, it didn't matter. You would still have the power of veto. You would still be able to take certain governmental powers that the governor used to have, used to have and put them into this body. So her winning that seat breaks that up, and that can no longer be done, and it's going to be the will of the people in Wisconsin. Who gets the most votes? That's who's going to decide again. So, yeah. Nice to see democracy, I guess, in 2023. Took a long way, but yeah, that's the Wisconsin story. All right. And um, I wanted to know, what is the Republican platform? Uh, what I'm hearing, this is all their platform is. Gender-affirming care is a no-no. <clears throat> Marjorie Taylor Greene, there'll be none of that. Uh, don't say gay bill. That's the nut in Florida. Uh, banning books. This is where woke comes to die. Uh, uh, banning abortion. This is the Republican. Nobody banned abortion. 2024. 
Nobody this banned abortion. They, talk about. they never talk about anything that they're going to do. Yes, they did. For the people. All they, they say did. is don't say gay. Uh, let's ban these books because we don't want the nobody to said read ban anything. the books and nobody said don't say gay. They're That's something you books. made up. They're banning books daily. They're not. They're banning books Raising where little signs. kids are doing a performance fellatio on adults. They're banning those books. That's Look, Todd. They're you, banning this, Todd. That's something where little kids are, are doing fellatio on grown men. They're the books that are getting banned. Tell me oh, okay, what wait a minute. Is. Wait a minute. I don't. I don't like the direction is. that was going in, and I didn't like that comment. Um, we don't want to go too far. Um, in the wrong direction. Yeah, the Republicans are trying to ban ideas. books where they have little kids performing oral sex on old people in drawings. I'll, I'll send you the book. Something about queer. Time? Something queer. What? Oh, okay. Excuse I'll, me. I'll, I'll show you, Stacey. I've told you. Excuse I've told you on this show before. There's books that need to be banned because they're sexually explicit with little kids and adults, and they're okay, trying to me. have them in okay. schools. Okay. That's okay. a okay. fact. Okay. 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 Nice. Yeah, so, yeah, Florida does have a book banning problem. Matter of fact, you can pull up the list of the books that are banned in Florida, and you can also go to the pages, TikTok, Twitter, wherever, of the college professors who are pushing back and trying to get the books back into the curriculum. So, again, Stephen is lying because... I'm not lying. Tell me I'm lying again, Nas. I have not lied tonight on the show. You are the liar, not me, Nas. I'm not the communist. I'm not the liar. Everything I've said is true. I will bet you a million dollars on this show that I have not told one lie. Bet me. Shut up. Anyway, finish it what I was saying. So that's the book banning part. And then when we talk about say one million. Because Disney said that's what that bill said. Disney is fighting against DeSantis now after they took control again of their corporate board and is stopping him from any other uh, censorship against Disney. So you can talk all the stuff you want to. The people can Google Disney, don't say gay bill in Florida. They can also Google book ban Florida. They can Google those things and find all the information they need. You're a liar. Okay. So this is our round table. Keith, um, let's start with Keith and Steven, then uh, Nas and cousin Todd. Uh, Steven, I mean, Keith, you were telling me about an article that you wanted to discuss earlier. Oh, boy. Well, do you think we have time for that? I mean, we can wait till next time. I, I was just going to say that OPEC. Was the article in crayon, Keith? I, I was just going to say that OPEC, well, according to the one that, that was an article you had on the list of uh, topics. So OPEC was being uh, reprimanded by the president, President <laughs> Biden. Joe Biden is upset at uh, OPEC for saying that they're going to cut back their production of oil. Okay, so I, I just wanted to ask Nas, the great one, you know, why would he be upset at OPEC cutting back there when, when uh, California, two years ago, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor, said that we're going to cut oil all, production altogether. We're going to cut fracking altogether all by 2024. So why would uh, Biden be upset about cutting back their production of oil when he has actually cut back production of oil as well? That's all I was. Okay, I explained. And again, I'm not the great one. I'm not most studied. I'm ignorant. I just know a few things. So when you ask this question again, I go back to the same analogy I used last time. We'll use drug dealers as the analogy. 
when Pablo Escobar decides he's going to ship more or less cocaine, he affects the price of cocaine for everybody. When the United States, Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden or whoever decides to cut or produce more cocaine, guess what? It doesn't affect the price because we don't produce the amount of, we can't produce the amount of volume that they can. Like I said, Saudi Arabia, you can damn near stick a straw in the ground and draw oil. So because of that, OPEC is always going to be the head of how much oil costs. And Joe Biden is doing his job, as every other American president has. If OPEC makes a statement that we don't like, we're going to come out and condemn them publicly and tell them they should reverse course. Will they do it? I don't know if we got the same sway over in that area as we did 20 years ago, 10 years ago. So who knows? This is going to be interesting. All right. Thank you. Stephen. All of these countries now that can have power of us are taking power of us and they're showing us what they can do. We don't have a chance anymore. We had energy independence when we had Donald Trump. We don't have anything under Biden. Biden, stop talking. Shut up. Biden pissed <laughs> off Saudi Arabia. Biden yes. pissed off Saudi Arabia. And they're cutting oil production and everybody else will cut off oil production and everybody else will do whatever they can to destroy this country because we have weak leadership. We have the worst president ever. I heard the other day, you take the five worst presidents we ever had, put them together. They're not as bad as Joe Biden. He's the worst president we ever had. And everybody on this show knows it. Everybody in the world knows it. And this is why we're going to all lose our country. And thanks for all your vitriol, Nas. And thank you for so much for being on that side that's on Biden's side because you are helping to destroy this country. You and other people like you are the reason we're going to lose everything that's great about this country because you hate this country. You hate the Constitution. You hate everything that's good about this country. And this is what's going to happen. These other things, we got Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Iran, North Korea, name it. We got all these countries against us now that won't against us before Joe Biden. We are suffering. We are going to be destroyed because every other country is going to get, they're not using the, they're not using the U.S. Shut up, Nas, like you told me to shut up. They're not going to use the U.S. dollar anymore. They're not going to use a petrodollar anymore. They're going with China. We're not even going to be a power, much less a superpower. And all you people on the left are the reason we're not a superpower anymore. So this is what we've been trying to tell you. Thank you so much for destroying this country. And everybody else you love is going to suffer for it. Thank you, everybody on this show that's on the left. Thank you. Go ahead, Nas. The fact is, yes, dynamics are changing, but that has nothing to do with Joe Biden. These are things that were always going to happen just based on population. Again, China, 1.6 billion. India, 1.5 billion. These are big countries who are coming into their, I guess you could say, stage of productivity and affluence. And because of that, they're not going to be as cowed as they were before. We can tell them, hey, do this, that, and the third. Sometimes they're going to be able to puff back now because these countries are stronger and more independent. Now, does that mean we have less power? No, we're still one of the three global powers. If we're including these, these emerging powers, we're still one of the three. And we're still the most wealthy, most powerful militarily. And all of these countries that you just talked about, the majority of them have 
central banks flush full of American dollars because they want the American dollar more than any other. They currency. don't want the American dollar anymore. They're, they're getting off the American dollar. You don't understand, Naj. You're talking out of your ass. They, they are getting away. They're doing cartoon stuff in, in the real world where everybody trades globally, especially in overnight markets. You need the currency that everybody takes and is willing to trade with. And that is the U.S. dollar, which is why all of these countries have the U.S. dollar in their central bank. Now, you can play this. The sky is falling stuff if you want to. What we're actually seeing is we're going to have a multi-power world. And that part is going to change uh, from us being a one, one power world after World War II when we ran everything. That's changing. But that doesn't mean the U.S. decline. That just means the conditions change. And we're having a rough time now with China. When uh, Paul, I mean, not Paul, uh, McCarthy, um, Speaker of the House McCarthy has gone to California to meet with the president of Taiwan, which has totally upset China. So the fact that we can still do that, remember Pelosi went over there last year? Yes. Like the fact that we can still do that lets you know we're still a world power. So don't believe this sky is falling stuff that Stephen is saying. And then just, just think about this, man. Like, no matter what, globally, who wants any problems with the U.S. military? Nobody. Nobody wants those problems. Now, as far as decline, uh, yeah, we're going to have some rough moments. But guess who else is going to have some rough moments? China's got to figure out what they're going to do when they get a workers' fight over there. What happens when they put when they fight and strike and rally for higher wages in China? What happens when China has to figure out a way where they're, I think, four to one <laughs> women to men figure out a way to set that up as far as families are, are, are structured. Because right now, they got a lot of women who are kind of left on the outside because there's so many more women than men due to that one-child policy that they went on for decades. So, like, you can't just look at U.S. problems and say, ah, oh, we're all finished and act like those other countries don't have their own problems. Sewage, electricity. India has big problems they have to solve that they're going to have to pay for and figure out as well. So, it's, it's not so simple as that, Steve. Thank you. Cousin Todd. Okay, crazy, crazy Stephen. These countries used to love us until Joe Biden. Now, he's the worst president. Well, at least he didn't say, but he already used this one, that um, Obama was the worst president we ever had. Now he switched it. <laughs> so I'm glad at least he switched it off the black and got to the white. But, They're neck um, and neck. He's Oh, okay. Right. So now he's saying uh, those countries used to love us. Russia didn't love us, dum-dum. Remember, even Ronald Reagan knew that. Hmm. India, we told India not to make a nuclear weapon. They said, oh, yes, we are. So they weren't didn't listening. China? China? Do you think China loved America? So you just made that up. You don't know what you're talking about, typically. Uh, I didn't lie. You lie constantly. You don't know that you you're thought, lying. But, but you, you are. Sided with Russia. And Stephen hmm. and Keith, you cannot talk over me. This is roundtable time. So yes. you have to be quiet. And That's Stephen, right. Keith uses you. He loves it when you talk stupid and make yourself look ridiculous. And he busts out laughing. So the marriage is not going to work out. 
that it? Well, Stacy, I just wanted to say, wasn't Todd a part of that conspiracy that said Trump uh, sided with Russia? Didn't hey, Stephen? Didn't yeah. they all say that Trump was uh, co coercing? With I mean, he was with Russia. Uh, that he was he, with. He's been wrong. He's Stephen been wrong so many that. times. Oh, Stephen said, "Why?" And he he calls me a, he calls me a liar. Prove that I've lied. I bet you a million dollars you can't prove I've lied about you anything. Don't have a million dollars. We're so on the show tonight. I bet you a million dollars you can't prove I've lied about anything, Todd. Ma'am. Todd, what it, you can you know what you do? You say you that man's a liar, a or that man winked at a white girl. That black dollars. man winked at a white girl, so we have to hang him. That's the kind of person you are, Todd. This guy yes. lies, so we can't listen I, to anything no, he says because he's no. a liar. So you say lies about guy. me the same I way you used to persecute people guy. that never did Wink anything wrong. Todd, I've guy. never told I've never you winked at Stephen or Keith winked. Let's get back to Stacy's show and not your personal issues. I know. And for the record, for the listeners out there, Franklin Pierce, widely considered the worst U.S. president in history. Look Franklin Pierce up. That'll give you an idea about how things work. There's also a gentleman from Ohio whose name some of you will know. The fat man, Warren G. Hart. Look him up. If you want to know about worst presidents in U.S. history, you might want to know a little thing about U.S. history. Put those two things up. See what you find. Thank you. To our first responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. Thank you. Thank you. To our women and men you muted of yourself. the U.S. military for sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on this show. We are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith, the constitutional conservative, <laughs> Stephen, oh, the independent thinker. Hey, thank you, Stacey, <laughs> for a great show. Thank you. Stephen, Nas, you thank you. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, good job, Stacey. You put up with a lot. Thank you, Nas. And my cousin Todd, ma'am, ma'am, and ma'am. I'm Stacey Johnson. Let's keep this conversation going on Twitter, Twitch, uh, TikTok. Check out our Instagram page. Also, look us up on YouTube. Subscribe and like. And check us out on Stephanie Stallworth's The Flow Network. Uh, he is risen. And next week. I'm, I'm saying that. He oh. is risen. This is Holy Week. This is Easter. He is risen. We will not have a show next week. But you can see all our previous shows just been binge watch on YouTube at Sporlitics. We'll see you the week after. Good night. Today, um, today is um, first day of Passover, isn't it? Oh, it's today the first day of Passover. Happy Passover. Happy Passover. What were you going to say, can, Nas? Can, can we all admit? Thursday is Passover. Thursday is Passover. And the funniest thing to ever happen would be if Trump just flew to Russia one night. Middle of the night, breaking news, Trump's gone. He left. Just infatuated mm -hmm. the country, left with money. No. No, I don't want him to leave. He got sanctuary from Vladimir Putin. We need, we, we need Trump. We need Trump. We need Trump. Best way to. We you need him. Now, 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 again, when Probably. we called you House Negro earlier, you just confirmed the charges. Yes. 
Yeah, imagine yeah, he's going to call Negro. somebody a house nigga and a field nigga. I cannot. You know, I'm a house Negro in the in the house of George Washington. Yes. All yeah, right. but he Thank put you. A at the end. He put A. He didn't put ER. He put A. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bye, crazies. Bye, crazy Todd. Congratulations on your engagement, Stephen and Keith. Thank you, Todd. Stop lying, Todd. Lion of, the line will put you in hell as soon as any know other if soon. you got engaged, but I just figured you got to do something. If you buy, you, if he doesn't want to buy the milk, if he can get it for free. Hey, like Michael you Jackson mean, said. Todd, if you don't want to buy the milk, Todd, it's not it's Todd. Like Michael, Why is Todd, like, like Michael Jackson said, it's, it's nothing sexual. It's not sexual. Why is Steven We're outside? just friends. Steven, what you doing? Why is he outside? Oh, I, I'm, I never stop. I'm, I'm, I'm a mountain man. I'm a mountain man, Keith. I got to get things ready for tomorrow. All right. I got to get, like get the cows and the horses in shape before I before I go to bed. Oh, I see. There you go. There you mountain go. man and the goats. That's right. Right on. Steven right on. Mountain. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> Happy All Easter, right. everybody. Yeah. Hey, Todd, be good. No. Hey, is everybody going to fast on Friday? Some of us don't, don't need to. I don't know. You probably do, Todd. But I'm glad Jesus arose, rose from the dead, because if he hadn't, a boy, we would be in worse trouble. But now we, we have... I am I've been hanging around these, these Catholic people that are really cool, and they got all these things you have to do. And I said, all you really have to do is believe in Jesus, man. And they're like, what's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> you know, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to get it just up, but I'm going to try to be cool. All right, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Nas. Bye, everybody.